Welcome to Element City Church Online. I'm so glad that you've joined us. I'm Glenn Elliott. I'm the lead pastor at Pantano Christian Church. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware of the history, Pantano launched Element City Church in 2014. And it's been a, an incredible honor to be a part of the, the development of this church for all of these years. Um, you know, we are, uh, we're all still uh, struggling. We're grieving uh, the loss uh, of Brian. And, and I just want to say uh, thank you for loving uh, so well the Lee family. In addition to being the lead pastor at Pantano, I'm also the chairman of the Board of Elements City Church. And, uh, and I just want you to know that uh, your board has uh, been meeting. We met last week. We're going to meet this next week to ensure that uh, Elements uh, City Church is strong and healthy and moving forward. Uh, it is our intent to continue the legacy that Brian began as he founded Elements, uh, that we're going to continue with our vision and our mission and the culture that's been created. And because uh, of the world we live in, our, our COVID world, and, and then add to that the loss of Brian, uh, your board is, is leading well, but we also, this isn't a time to make huge and big changes. Uh, we want to create a, a healthy, a unified body the best we can. And so your board uh, has asked uh, both uh, Jack and David to lead elements going forward, uh, at least through the end of the year. And uh, they've agreed, and together that they'll lead the staff in this church. And, uh, and I'm confident in both of their ability to lead well. And, and I believe that we'll be able to continue to go forward in a very, very healthy way. And, and uh, you're probably saying, well, well what's after that? And, and, and we don't know the answer to that yet. Your board is praying about this. We're asking you to pray about that. We want to make a very careful decision about how we move forward. And, and to the best of my ability, I'll keep you up to date on, on, on decisions that are made as those come. But there's something I want to ask of all of you. And I'm really asking this more as a pastor than as the chairman of the board. And I'm asking all of us to be committed uh, to going forward in unity. This is not a time for gossip. This isn't a time for suspicion. This isn't a time for mistrust. I'm asking you to trust us. I'm asking you to trust David and Jack and myself as I lead the board. We are men that are fully devoted to Jesus. We're committed to Element City Church and its, and its healthiness and, its, and being a strong influence midtown. We, we are passionate about the kingdom. And we're committed to each other and, and the church as well. And so I just want to remind you what the Bible teaches. Trust is given. I know our culture says trust is earned, but that's not what the Bible teaches. It says that trust is given. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 6 says, love always trust. And you're probably saying, yeah, but, but what about when trust is broken? Then the Bible's clear about that as well. Then you go to the person that you feel like has broken trust and speak with them. And I want to encourage you that anytime you have questions, concerns, you, that you come and speak to any of the three of us. Uh, because we're committed to helping elements be healthy and unified as we accomplish God's purposes. And the very best thing that all of us can do is in unity, continue to help elements be the church that Brian always had a heart for, that, that was on his heart, that was, that was his vision. And we want to continue that vision, that mission, uh, in a way that honors Jesus and everything. So... Thank you, and uh, keep us in your prayers, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to Jack. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, church, family, we need your prayers. Uh, all three of us need your prayers, and we're asking us to, to be unified and to walk forward together. We will move forward together, and we will we'll mourn in comfort because there's still a season for that. There's still room for that that we need to, and we will continue to move forward together uh, as we lead Element City Church to continue to be everything that it needs to be and nothing short of that. That The passion and the mission of this church is to, to, to manage the slice of the kingdom that we've been given and to tend that well, to have an impact, not just for those who call Elements home and for them and their next steps of being a follower and a disciple of Jesus, but really to reach those in this city. We, we want to bring the hope and love of Jesus to the heart of the city that you and I love and that we care about and that we care about and that we have a passion to reach. And so we'll continue to do that. David and I are going to be teaching into a, a kind of a lengthy series, just looking at some of those keys of what does the scripture say about how do we live out the purpose and the calling of the church and to build health in that over these next few weeks as we journey forward together. There's going to be opportunities for us to connect, and we just invite you into that journey. And so if you are tuning in tonight new, man, we are so honored to have you with us. Uh, we love our Elements family, but we love our... So there's hosts that are online tonight that can pray with you. They're here. They can answer questions. Maybe there's a connection card we'd love for you to fill out. Uh, we talk, talk about that every week, but we invite you to be a part of engaging with us. We may not be meeting in person yet, uh, but soon, and we're hoping uh, that we'll continue to move forward together in unity. And so uh, as David shares and prays here in a second, leading us into that, that's what we're seeking, and we're asking you to go on this journey with us. Yeah, uh, this is an important time for this church and for this community, and I'm hoping, too, that this is actually going to be some excitement as well. Um, anytime you lose a good leader in an organization or a church or a family uh, or a business, it, it's hard to fill those shoes. In fact, you can't fill those shoes. Uh, no one person can, but Jack and I together are going to be committed uh, to leading us into prayer, into what God has for us, and bringing health and healing to our church. But more than that, and, and again, Jack and I can't do it alone. We need every one of you guys to step up and step into this. This is a, a new season, a new time, and in order to allow this healing to really transpire and, and this new season, we need all of you to participate. We need all of you to uh, begin to pray more, begin to pray for the church, begin to pray for the leadership, uh, look to reach out to people more than ever before. Don't hide away in your home. Don't, don't sink into your own self. Continue to look to reach out more and more. And, and we're going to be giving more and more invitations to, to gatherings. Uh, in fact, there, there's, there's ones happening right now, worship and prayer nights on Friday nights. Uh, everyone is invited. Contact me or Jack. And we want to see you there. Uh, we want to see us gather together, worship together, encourage each other. So again... What you hope to do for all, do for one. That's been a motto around here, and we encourage you to do that in this moment. Uh, now, quickly, I want to give you two tips or two things to practice uh, in this time, because it is a critical time, and I really want to call us to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit 
that is our bond. That's our bond, is our unity in the Spirit, what the Spirit's wanting to do, and we're to make every effort, because you can bet your bottom dollar, the enemy's going to be making every effort to try to divide us. And we're just simply not going to let that happen. And so here's two tips for you, okay? First, be aware of the questions that you're dwelling on. There's questions that are the wrong type questions, and there's questions that are the right type questions. The wrong type are, what if? And you begin to dwell on all the what ifs. Well, what if this, and what if that? And the fact is, 99% of what if questions never become a reality. And you've wasted time, emotion, stress, worry, and Jesus says, today has enough worries of its own. So in my family, we have a slogan that says, what ifs are of the devil, so we just don't ask them. And, and, and the, the, also the questions that would be wrong is to start asking questions about the board. Well, what are they going to do? When are they going to do it? Or, or to Jack or I, and hey, you know, what decisions are going to... Let's stick in the moment. Let's walk this out together. And let's let the future be in the hands of Jesus. Let's let the hands of it be in the leadership of this church who's going to do that. And so we just ask you to be aware of the questions that you're wrestling with and the better questions, right? These are the ones you want to have, which is, Jesus, what are you calling me to do? Who are you calling me to reach out to? Who are you calling me to bless? Who are you calling me to invite? Who are you calling me to, to make a phone call to or send a prayer text to or whatever? Those are the questions that you want to be having. Because that's going to lead to peace. That's going to lead to encouragement. That's going to lead to building up this church, which is what we hope to do here in the near future. And finally, this one might seem a little weird to you. I ask you to do this wherever you go. But I want you to picture us three with you at all times. So that when you're having conversations, you're tempted to maybe engage in a little bit of gossip or whatever, you picture us three, almost like the three wise men, right? Just, just showing up there in your room, and we're there listening to you. And that way you can keep a clear conscience. Uh, the scripture talks about the importance of keeping a clear conscience. So it doesn't break your worship. It doesn't break your connection to Jesus. And anytime we start kind of entering into those waters, our conscience starts, starts nagging us a little bit like, oh, you, you shouldn't have probably said that. That was a little harsh. That was a little, you know, to this, to that. And so just as a funny thing, really, but also a very practical thing, imagine that we're all three there. So what you wouldn't say in front of me or Jack or Glenn, think about what you're saying. Think about those conversations and make sure it's building up the body of Christ, and particularly this body of Christ, Element City Church. And, and finally, act like Jesus is there, because he actually is. And we are so thankful that he is with us. That, that was his last words to his disciples, right? He sends them, and he says, I'm going to be with you even until the end of the age. And we are so thankful for that. So let's pray. Father, tonight, the theme of tonight is blessing. It's what, it's what Jack felt on his heart to preach about. It's what some of the songs are going to sing about. And tonight, God, we glorify you that you are our blessing. You are the one who has blessed. You had the idea. You had the ability. And you've blessed us in your son, Jesus. And now with that blessing, Lord, we want to be a blessing. So teach us, show us, and speak to us how we can prefer one another above ourselves. How we can honor you by honoring each other with the way we talk about things and the way we talk about e the situations that we're in, God. We want every word to honor you. We want every action to honor you and to ultimately bless you, Lord. We bless you tonight 
In Jesus' name, amen. the sound I love to hear. It's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear praises, he hears me. Praise the Lord. Sing His praise. 
the mountains where you hide Oh, how far I'd scale the valleys If you grace the other side And oh, how long have I chased rivers From lowly seas to where they rise Against the rush of grace from the source of its supply Cause in the highlands and in the heartache And even more less inclined I will search and stop at nothing But you're just not that hard to find
Thank you that we can cling to that promise that you're with us, that you're faithful. Not only are you with us, God, but you go before. You lead the way. Your word tells us that you, you lead us beside quiet waters, that you restore our soul. And that's what we need tonight, God. We need you to restore us. thank you for, for your faithfulness, God, that no matter the season, whether we're going through trials and sorrow, um, or if we're, we're in times of, of joy and triumph, you're still there, you're still consistent, and it's you who, who guides us, who comforts us, who celebrates with us, whatever it may be. So we just worship you, God. Tonight, we just submit our hearts to you. I know not all of us may feel like we're on the summit right now, that we are in the valley, and yet you're still there. For those of us who, who do feel like we're at the summit, God, you're still there too. And so we just thank you that no matter where we are, your love, your grace, your mercy, your goodness, it always, always encompasses us. We just need that reminder, Lord. We need it constantly that you're there, that you, you are with us, that you are holding us. So we just worship you, Jesus. We thank you. Thank you for that. Lord Jesus, our prayer tonight is that you'd be glorified in this time, that as we worship and sing these songs, that they just wouldn't be empty phrases, uh, but Lord, that they'd be cries from our heart. words that, that give life to, to what we're feeling, the, the gratefulness that's within us for who you are, for how you've loved us. But we pray that you'd be glorified as we worship in the word. And so we do pray for Pastor Jack. We just ask that you'd speak through him tonight, God, that you would use his word, uh, his, his message to be a blessing to us, to challenge us, uh, whoever we may be. Lord, we just trust you with the rest of this night. We give it all to you and for your glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You know, friends, uh, 
our team that's here in the house pulling this together is praying for you tonight, right now, in each home. We know there's different realities that are facing you. And as Lyle prayed, that, that you would know in a fresh way that God is with you, that he is for you. As we navigate and traverse together a, a new season for Element City Church, we will do that together. And, and so we do that stepping forward in, in, in seeking God and seeking his wisdom and seeking his discernment, his guidance. We're seeking his blessing. And so we're asking you to join us in praying for his blessing upon us as leaders, David and I, and praying for us as a church family, that God's blessing would be upon us, that his favor would rest, that his protection and his guidance would go with us. See, we will follow Jesus forward. It's who we hang everything on. It's him. And he says, follow him. And so we do. But following Jesus always begins from a posture of rest, not effort. And so that's what I want us to kind of lean into tonight. What does that look like? What does that mean? What does that kind of call us to? See, the resting in the favor and the grace and the blessing of God that he provides. He's the starting point. Of that, And he invites us into that. He invites us to find that blessing, to experience, to receive his blessing, his grace, his mercy. And all throughout the scriptures, you see it. You see it in the Old Testament, the New Testament. You, you see little glimpses of it. You have this in your life. When you see a little glimpse maybe of some of the, the character in your kid, and you're like, man, that's... That's awesome. And you just, sometimes you don't see it all the time, but you see glimpses. And as you look through the scriptures, you begin to see that, see, 1 John 4, 19, we love, well, why do we love? Well, we love because he first loved us. He went first. That's just what God does. It's who he is. That we have a good shepherd. Lyle talked about that. The good shepherd, that one of the most famous psalms in, in all of the, the book of Psalms, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing, period. Have you ever just stopped and just sat with that? Because it's easy for us to talk about the things we lack, and we can make a list really quick. But the truth is, we lack nothing because of the good, good father that we have and the good shepherd that we have. And he makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. And then the psalm will go on. And he leads them forward through the valley of the shadow of death. And, and they will fear no evil for he's with, he's present. See, the journey comes after the rest. And, and it's a posture of rest, a posture of receiving God's blessing, resting in that, that we hold to. It's the premise of the grace of Jesus. We receive grace by faith in Jesus. It's not in response to our efforts or our energy to try to reach it ourselves. We are sought out by God because he longs to connect with us. We are sought out. We, we didn't seek him first. We all are like sheep who have gone astray, Isaiah says. Jesus came on a search and rescue mission for us. God demonstrated his own love for us that even while we were sinners, our back was turned away from God. 
Christ died for you, for me. And maybe that's new news for you if you're turning, kind of tuning in for the first time. And friend, maybe you've been trying to seek out the blessing and the favor of God, and you're trying to work really hard for it. The reality is it's God's initiative that is our hope. Our hope isn't based on my initiative or your initiative. It's based on the initiative of God and his heart that he goes first. It's God's desire to pour out and to, to invest his blessing to people who have turned toward him. It's just how he starts things. And so the posture is a posture of rest, not a posture of effort. The journey will come, but it always begins with a posture of resting in him. See, in contrast, in our culture, we tend to bless people in our culture based on their performance. But God's not like that. He, he chooses to bless because of our identity to him. We matter to him. We are made in his image. He has a desire and a design for us. Uh, we tend to bless in our culture, and we tend to bless people who earn it, who make an effort into it, but that's not how God does it. In fact, God even blesses us when we don't deserve it. That's grace. That's mercy. That's the, that's the gift of God. And so this challenge for us is to continually live from a posture of rest. And we will have the journey, but it's always fueled out of that posture. Because it's God's initiative that he goes first. Augustine, uh, a Christian theologian, Christian father from like the 300s AD said this, God is more anxious to bestow his blessings on us than we are even to receive them. Because sometimes we're hunting, we're searching, and we're trying to stir it up. And we miss the gift that's given right to us. And maybe the most predominant and clear description of God's blessing for his people is kind of this holistic, godly blessing that we see in the Old Testament book of the book of Numbers, chapter 6, toward the end of that chapter. And the fascinating thing about this book and this particular section, this blessing, it's, it's one of the oldest manuscripts we have of referring back to this, and it's described in a way, it speaks about how God is a God who blesses his people. And the blessing of God that he gives to Aaron, who is the first priest, and it's his line, his family line, that's going to be these priests that will serve the nation of Israel for generations upon generations. And he says, I want you to bless the people like this. And he says, this is what I want you to do. It's more than just a special, special message. It's more than just like a, a thing that you're supposed to, to read. It's more than just a superficial greeting. It's actually bestowing the name and the favor and the hope of God onto his people. And it's just as prevalent and needed and necessary and welcomed, if you want it, today. That this blessing that comes from God, it's meant to be recited, to sung. Uh, the Bible has several words that are translated in English, blessing. Uh, there's 10 Hebrew different words in the Old Testament. There's 11 in Greek that speak about bless or blessing. The Hebrew word here used in number six is the word barak or barak. And it's this idea, it's used over 200 times in the Old Testament. And it's meant to be this favor of God upon you. It's started the first time we see it, Genesis chapter 1, 
God blesses the birds of uh, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, and He commands them to fully uh, be fruitful and multiply. A couple verses later, He blesses the same to humanity. He said, "You're made in My image," and He blesses. And on chapter uh, two of Genesis, He said, "God blessed the seventh day and He made it holy, the Sabbath, this rest for His people, this posture again, this position." That we have the word rock is usually means as God's favor being upon His people. And when God would bring His blessing, it would mean that His presence would be there, that He would be a provider, maybe toward prosperity or health or fertility, success or work or trade, victory in battles. It's this idea of His shalom. And shalom is this peace, but it's bigger than just peace. Like, I'm, I'm not stressed or I'm not dealing with issues. It's, it's like this holistic blessing of the absolute best. And that doesn't mean everything great happens and that you never have troubles. It's just, it means that this blessing supersedes the circumstances sometimes. And it, it brings a posture of rest and renewal. See, God's blessing is not some secret anointing that is given in exchange for our increased effort or obedience. Though our disobedience can often thwart and hinder it from being prevalent and active in our life. Something interesting in the original word, it means on bended knee. That's actually what the word translates as, that you would bend the knee. We think in our culture of Someone who bends the knee, you may think of maybe the time if you're a husband that you proposed to your wife. And I remember getting down on one knee and asking Amy if she would marry me. And if you're a gent, like you know that that's an awesome moment and also a humbling moment. And, and we see it in culture and we celebrate it. And maybe you think back to the olden times when knights and kings would go out to war and those that they would conquer would bend their knee before them as a sign of loyalty and respect of saying, we surrender and we're going to be under your leadership. Perhaps you've seen the movies, The Lord of the Rings, right? Uh, if you've seen that, maybe the third sequel, The Return of the King, in the scene where Aragorn is the crowned, the king of men, and he meets up with the four hobbits. And what does he do? Does he demand their loyalty that they bend the knee? Actually, what you see is he bends the knee and he pledges his loyalty to them. It's a moving moment in the movie, and it's a beautiful picture of what Jesus did for us, that the King of kings, the Lord of lords, came and bent the knee to show, to demonstrate his loyalty and his desire and his wish to rescue and to save. He didn't come to be served, he came to serve, to love and to share and to save us to himself. It's what we celebrate at Christmas, that it's Jesus the Son coming. It's what we celebrate at Pentecost. It's the giving of God saying, I, I want the person of the Holy Spirit to be with you. You're sealed in faith through him, and he'll be a guide for you, a comforter for you. And he's a part of this journey, that you're not alone. And so in number six, I don't have time to unpack it all, but I just want to go through it and highlight a few things that I think speak to us as we move toward a moment that I want to invite you, invite myself, invite us here to bend the knee and to seek God's blessing and to choose to be a conduit 
of that going forward. Here's the blessing that Aaron was to give to the people of Israel, the blessing that we can hold on to. Number 6, verse 24 through 26, it says this, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord Yahweh make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May Yahweh turn his face towards you and may he give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. May his protection, may he sustain you. May he guard over you. May his face shine upon you. May his favor rest with you. May he be gracious to you. May he surround you with his loving kindness, his hesed covenantal kind of love that doesn't quit and never gives up. May his mercy be upon you. May his active compassion be sensed and surround you all the days of your life. May the Lord turn his face towards you. May, may you be met with approval. It doesn't mean God approves of everything we do, but he approves of you, of who you are. You matter to him. He's searching for you. Maybe he's found you and he longs to live life with you. He's reaffirming his, your identity to him. And may he give you peace, a tranquil heart and life. May his shalom surround you. Again, these words that were given to Aaron are, are more than just a, a greeting. They were meant to bestow a blessing that was rich and, and, and thick and, and palatable in a way, for our life and for our living. They are more than just words. And as Aaron, as the priest, and as his sons would be a part of that tradition for generations upon generations, we are now enfolded into that. Remember what Jesus said about you? If you're a person of faith who's trusted in him, that you are now a part of this royal priesthood of believers, that just as, as God would speak his favor upon his people, that we've been drawn into the ability and the opportunity now to speak a blessing in our words and our actions in partnership with God to the world around us. Uh, remember what First Peter, what Peter said? For you are a chosen people, a royal priest, a, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can now show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness and into this wonderful light. We are to receive the blessing of God, all his goodness for us. And we are to be a conduit of that blessing to a watching world, friends. It's challenging days. Not just the season we're navigating, but it's challenging days in our world. What if the people of God begin to live this out in more practical, strategic, and tactical ways? to the neighbors around them, to the people on their team. See, just as our Heavenly Father's words have power to bring forth life and they have for you, you can think of the times where God's blessing, you've sensed his presence, you've sensed his blessing in your life and you've thanked him for it. But it's ongoing, more and more active, maybe than you're even aware. And that he is sending this blessing to us in order for us to be a conduit of that blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. We see this all throughout the scriptures. The story, the narrative of God is that he has chosen a people. We didn't choose him. His initiative went first. And we rest in that posture 
of being chosen and, and that we're blessed and now enfolded into a journey and an opportunity to be a blessing to the people around us. See, we are a church that will always gather and always scatter. We're struggling a little bit right now in this season with the gathering part, but we're working on it. We still get to do it. Maybe it's in smaller pockets and different than what we've seen or felt or experienced in the past, but we still get to be connected, and we should, and we need to be. We need you to be, to lead us and to help us be a part of that journey of connecting with people and blessing people. We do it currently online. That's why you're here right now. We'll continue to find ways to gather. But we're also a church that scatters. The church isn't just about gathering. It isn't about just us and no more. It's about scattering to be the church, not just gather as the church. See, we're, we're missional people. We have a calling on our life. We have a mission that's been given to us. And part of that is bringing the hope and light of Jesus to the heart of the city that you care about and I care about. And we get to do that together. And that's because we gather and we're fueled up and we're encouraged and we're built up and uh, built into and invested into in order to be sent out, scattered. See, we may not be back gathering in person on Sunday, but we are scattered around our community and we are the hands and feet of Jesus right where you're at. Friends, the church is not closed. We have been dispersed on assignment. And maybe more than ever, in your neck of the woods, there's people that God wants to minister to, that he is searching after, and he has chosen you to be on his team, to be a part of that story, to be a part of that narrative. We get to now be the church, maybe more now than ever before. Forced in some ways, but potentially, what if it's just dispersed on assignment? And we begin to see that it's not a have to, we get to. We get to be the church. Now in new expressions and new ways to refresh the people around us, to let them know there's a God who knows their name. A God who longs to connect with them. A God who wants to bless because he goes first. We live resting in the blessing of God and we seek to be a conduit of that blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. We use that phrase around here all the time, do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. And maybe in conjunction with that, it's as you're dispersed right now. What if you just woke up every single day? What if I just woke up every single day and just said, God, would you help me see a need and meet a need today? That's on your radar screen because that need is for that particular person or that particular family or that particular moment. And you want to leverage my partnership to be a blessing. And we get to do that because we've been dispersed. And so how I want to end our, our time in this moment is inviting you, inviting me to do something we don't normally do, but to actually practice this word, barak, to, to bend the knee. And so if you're physically able, I'm just going to invite you right at your house. And if you've got a bunch of people around you, just make them do it too. Um, and inviting you to simply bend the knee. 
in a posture of prayer and rest. What do you do after a great workout? You do this, right? You're catching your breath. You're resting. And in a posture of rest, of who God is, that we're going to take a moment. We're going to lean into a song called The Blessing. And we invite you to make this a prayer moment for yourself, that you would receive and ask God to bless you, not because you're good, but because he's great. And that he takes the initiative and he goes first. And he longs to bless his people. And that we get to lean into this moment to pledge a loyalty to him, to bless him back. And say, God, we're with you. And we're also seeking to be a conduit now of a blessing to people around us. And so, Father, that's what we pray into. We physically, emotionally, spiritually, bend our knee to the Savior who bent his in our direction, who didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And we're part of that many. I'm part of that many. Jesus, thank you. You didn't demand loyalty first. You gave it. You blessed. And then you say, follow me. And we get to show our loyalty and how we do that. Would you help us to take our next steps, each one of us, wherever we are in our journey with you, would you help us to take the next step that's for us? And Father, as we seek out in this moment right now, in the song that we're going to sing, we're asking, God, in your mercy, in your active compassion, Would you once again turn your face toward us? Would your blessing fall afresh in each person, in each home? And Father, would you fuel us as we receive that to be people who don't hoard that or keep that to ourselves? but who rise with you to be a conduit, that we are blessed to be a blessing. And so this week, would you show us how to do that? Would you surprise us with assignments that you want to partner with us in, that we might bless those around us, those in our family, those in our neighborhood, those at our workplaces, those that we're connected to, those who come across our path. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart willing to say yes. Jesus, in this song, would you draw us into deeper prayer, connection with you. We thank you again for the blessing you've given us. We rest in that. We also ask that you'd send us. Here we are. Send us, Lord.
Uh, there's a Zoom hangout after there. If you want to type in there, I'm sure the person, whoever's uh, navigating the, the online chat room can guide you to the Zoom hangout. And we want to see you there, talk to you, meet you, uh, just say hello. And uh, again, more than ever before, too, like your partnership with us, for those of you that, that call Element City Church your family home, man, your partnership means more today than ever before in the way you give, in the way you pray, in the way you bless, and in the way you serve this community and the community around us. Thank you again. Thank you again for staying committed through this time. Uh, that, that's, that, that to me, is I, I'm, I feel honored to be a part of a group that has remained so consistent through the such up and down time. Thank you once again, Element City Church. Uh, join us next week, same place, same time. Um, and let's ultimately commit this week, right? Not only this week, but the weeks to come, really commit to say, okay, God, who can I bless? I'm so overwhelmed with how I've been blessed. Teach me how to be that blessing. And so, Father, speak to us. Lead us by your Spirit. And may we be a people that are known not only by our love, but we are known by the way we bless people. Thank you so much, God. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. See you next time. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.